Welcome to the Raise the Roof, Remove the Walls podcast. Andy and Joe here with you. Hey, guys. Good to be back. And uh, this week, we're talking about tithing. Um, we're, <laughs> we're, on, we're on spiritual concepts, things from the Bible, you know, and all right, we'll, we'll you know, as as a pastor, I hate I hate talking about tithing. Um, I mean, because everybody else loves it. I didn't talk about money. So, um, yeah, I, I I I don't think in forty years of preaching, I ever preached a sermon on tithing. I mentioned it within the context of what I was teaching, but never never did I go, okay, there's going to be a sermon on tithing. Yeah. No, no, I mean, and, I, I, I don't have reasons, many years on that, but yeah, I haven't done that either. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think you will. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons is just what you said, because everybody talks about money. And when you talk to people outside the church, that's their number one gripe about the church. All you want is my money. Yeah. Um, and I understand if you listen to certain preachers yeah. and mm-hmm. TV people. That's what they talk about a lot. What we've found interesting, and I don't know where you have found this, but during the pandemic, when we quit passing the plates, as the traditional Baptist churches did, our giving, it certainly didn't go down. And I think it may have went up even by doing that. And I was, I'll be honest with you, I was a little skeptical when when we got kind of past the pandemic and and my leadership said, oh, this thing going, why should we pass the plate? And thinking, well, uh, but, you know, I think sometimes we think we have to beat people over the head to get them to give. I think if their relationship with Jesus is what it should be, they'll give. Well, and and I mean, sorry, just we, we can just jump in. The first scripture that I, I pulled up looking at this is 2 Corinthians 9, 7, which says, each must give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. Like I, I think that's people's big complaint to mo- mostly outside church. I've even heard some inside church people like when you pass a plate to someone, oh, yeah. there's this obligation. There's this compulsion. And like, yeah, oh, there's, they're yeah. handing me this thing. I yeah. have to put something in here. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, when we read about, you know, even the New Testament, when Jesus is going to the temple and stuff, like they're not passing a plate. You had to come in and, you know, there was a place to go give and do that thing because, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it. Yeah. Might. We'll get to that story. Absolutely. Where Jesus is, you know, you could see yeah. what people were giving. But, you know, there was, there wasn't this moment. All right, everybody, we're going to stop and we're going to do this, you know? Um, right. Right. Yeah. Because it's well, not, it's not supposed to be just social pressure to do this. This is supposed to be about right. your relationship with God is why you do this. Yeah. Not, yeah, all the eyes looking at you, right? Well, and 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 I think we need to be honest. You know, when you talk about tithing, tithing is established in the Old Testament, beginning with Abraham. It goes through the Mosaic Law, and it goes through the prophets. But when you get to the New Testament, there was not a lot of talk about tithing. There's giving, yeah, and within the context of giving, a, a worship kind of giving, you know. It, to me, when I look at the Old Testament, though, one of the things that it establishes initially is that everything belongs to God in the first place. I mean, we are we we're stewards. You know, I mean, Psalm eighty nine eleven: the heavens are yours, the earth also is yours. The world and all it contains, you have found uh, them. Uh, 
ninety uh, Psalm ninety five five. The sea is his, for it was he who made it. Psalm fifty ten. For every beast of the field is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. And Haggai puts it very. He says, "The silver is mine, gold is mine," declares the Lord of hosts. So everything I have, and that I have the ability to produce any kind of material wealth or substance, really it belongs to God, and He gives me the ability to, to do it. You know, I mean. I have been amazed because your mother and I were not great. Your your mom's a great financial manager. Thank goodness, or we would be broke because uh, Pops isn't. Um, but neither one of us, you know, were great uh, understanding how you could build money to, to be retired. And it was only through the literally the grace of God in, in working in pastors and churches that we served with and served and served that we have the retirement income that we have now. And if you would have told me even five years ago, I would have the retirement income I have and the savings I have, I would have said, you're crazy. So when when a financial person looked at our, our thing right before we retired and they said, oh, you guys have done a great job of financial managing this, we both laughed. No, this is totally God's. And the Old Testament really establishes that it belongs to God and the ability to produce wealth belongs to God. Well, yeah, you know, and, and, and a big Old Testament verse, obviously, that, that specifically talks about tithing is Malachi 3.10. I mean, yes, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. Like if if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more. I, I mean, right. tithing really comes down. It's, it's not about, oh, I did my duty. I checked my box. Right. It's about yeah. our relationship with God and learning to trust him. And in this, in Malachi, it's him saying, I'm ready to put my money where my mouth is. Like you guys bring me the tithe, which, which is not, God doesn't need my 10%. Like God's going to do what God's got. I cannot stand it when church people try to tell me that I, I know that, yes, you pay my salary. Okay. Like I, I, I get that, but like there's this attitude and I have not experienced it as a pastor. Thankfully I experienced it as a youth pastor. Um, I, I have not experienced it at my current church. I will give them props. This, this is not, but this like you work for me attitude that people would bring because I'm here to serve you. But that's because of Jesus, not because of you. Okay. Like, and, and part of that is, is I have to wheel my pride in and not deal with that. Cause I, I can, you know, I'm supposed to take that even when it's there, but like, I'm not trusting in you, the people to do this. I mean, yes, God uses you to, to give and, and we get to do things at church, but like my trust is in God at the end of the day, like this is where my trust is. And that's what tithing is about is me saying, all right, God, I'm going to give back to you. Cause I'm going to trust you're going to take care of me, you know? And it's, even if we're using that like technical 10% tithe, that's a big deal at some points in life to say, I'm going to, I'm going to limit myself to 90% of my income and trust God to take care of me with it. There, there were some times um, we were not right now, thankfully, because uh, my kids eat way too much. So luckily we're not, but you know, when they were little and my wife wasn't working and it was just me that was, you know, there was, there were some interesting moments occasionally. And there were some times where, how did we just pay for that? How did that just work? Uh, we laughed because anytime somebody did, you know, our, our youth group kids gave us money once. Like 
gathered up and did like this special thing, surprised us on a youth Sunday. We're in the middle of this service that I have planned. Like our youth Sunday services were like detailed, like here's this, here's this. And all of a sudden we are not following script. We are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. (laughs) One of my kids is just talking and I'm like, what is happening right now? And they surprised us with this. And it was like the exact amount of something that something broke every time we got extra money for like years. Like if there was some sort of special little gift, something somebody did for us, we'd be like, oh, and after a while, like we we were very grateful, but we'd also look at each other with like, crap, what's about to break in our house? Like what's about to happen to the car? Like what, you know, there was always something. Um, But God was like, and that was. Well, you know, you tell the story. I think we mentioned it last week about your father oh, quitting yeah. his job yeah. without yeah. having nothing there and people sending us in the mail or coming by the house giving us checks uh it, it was amazing because i really thought when i did that oh my gosh i'm gonna we're gonna be homeless living in our car um and god really really took care of it yeah i mean i faced that a little bit with the attitude of you work for me i just normally just smiled and talked hey no i don't um <laughs> you know i mean there there, there there's going to be that the, the thing that always impresses me about the malachi passage is this is the only place in scripture that yeah. I, I know of where god says test me go ahead and you know everywhere else he says no no don't test me don't put me to the test don't put yourself in a position where you've done something and i have to come through or you're going to sink except here you know, and I go back to the rich young ruler. You know, he comes to Jesus, and I think he's a I think he's an honest seeker. I mean, this guy wanted to know. I mean, when when he tells you all that he is, I've done all these commandments that Jesus named. He named six. Um, and Jesus doesn't say, Oh, no, you haven't. So we've got to assume this guy is a moral man. He's a man of integrity and honesty. He's religious. And yet he knows, hey, there's something missing. And I, I I think just Jesus can give me what's missing. And then when Jesus does get him what's missing, which is you're putting your faith in your money, then he goes, oh. And and I, that that passage says he went away sorrowful, not, not just disappointed, but he, he was broken. He is sorrowful because he knows, yeah, this giving up my wealth could give me what I want in eternal life, but he, he just doesn't have the faith to be able to say, I can trust God to take care of me, even if I give all my wealth away. Um, and I agree. I think, you know, when your mom and I were first married, and it was, you know, in the in, in the early 70s, we didn't have to, gas did not cost by the way, I got gas, by the way, in Rothwell for less than $3 a gallon. That's the best I've had in a year or more. You know, that was kind of cool. But anyway, gas didn't cost that much, you know. And groceries didn't cost that much. So much did. But we were living on about 60 bucks a week, which means we were tithing, if we tithe 10% of that, which your mother always tithed on the gross. I kept thinking, why can we tithe on the debt? You know, but no, <laughs> Ma, your, your mother always tithed on the gross, which I think you should. But man, there were weeks when I wanted to go, you sure we're going to give this week? But every time we did, we made it. And and yeah, there were times when we've looked back in our life and go, how did we pay for that? How did, how did we get to you through college, you know, and not go bankrupt? Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, 
when we when we do what God tells us to do. And and we see, I think a lot of times we see that in other areas, but when it comes to money, somehow we kind of back off with that and go, uh, I don't know, you know. But yeah, I tell people very honestly, you don't want to tithe, don't tithe. But that means God's not going to bless you as much as he wants to bless you, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to affect you. It's not going to, you know, God's going to do what God wants to do. And you yeah. can be part of it. Yeah. Or you can miss out on the blessing of being a part of it. And that's, it, it's not going to change what God is right. going to do. It's not going to change right. the kingdom of God in that way, but it's going to change your place in it. Not, not in like a punishment way. Like, Oh, you didn't do this. No, so I'm, no. no but just, you're going to miss out. Like there's more that God wants to do. And yeah, we 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 seem yeah. to do that better in some other areas, and then it comes to money, and sometimes it's like, well, God gave me this. This is how God's taking care of me. And I mean, there that there's truth in that, but we have to make sure not to shift our eyes. You know, I mean, Matthew six twenty one, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Like that's that's what that's what he's hitting on with the rich young ruler. Is like exactly. this is where your treasure is. This is where your heart really is. Like yeah, yeah, you you have a genuine desire to do these things. Yeah. But this is what's at the core, and this is what you're wrapped around. And this is what this is what you can't let go of. Um, to to go old yeah. testament. This is your Isaac. This is the thing I need to make sure you can really let go of to follow me. Um, right, right, yeah, yeah. It's not a punishment for him. He's trying to free him from this this enslavement to this money, so that he he's not living on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, tithing, just giving that percentage, I think takes our focus off of that. It takes our focus off the money and helps us shift it back to Jesus that, all right, I'm not consumed by this. I can give some of this away. I can let go of this. I don't have to hold yeah. on to this so I can right. hold on to him. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and then we go to the other side. I mean, that's the side that says, well, can't afford to do it. You know, then we get the other side, the legalistic side of it, <laughs> like the Pharisees, you know, in, in Matthew 23, 23, Jesus tells the Pharisees, oh, you're tithing, but in your tithing, all, all these little things and being nitpicky about how much you're tithing, you're neglecting justice and mercy and faithfulness. And he says you should do both. And I think there's the other side of it. A lot of people give money. And I mean, we this this is a weird church that I'm a part of, that I pastor, and not just because of me. Um, <laughs> but we have more people in fact, in the last two churches I've had, we had more people than I've ever seen before who never came to church but sent money. It was amazing. We have a family that I know of in, in the church that I'm a part of now who, as far as I know, have not been there in at least three years, maybe four. But every month, there's a check in the mail from them. And to me, that's God doesn't honor that because you're doing like the Pharisees. I'm making sure I tithe all these material things, but the real relationship, it's not there. And and then the other thing I think about with, with that legalistic kind of tithing is a, a parable we talked about just a little bit ago in, in Luke 18, the tax collector and the Pharisee, where the Pharisee is bragging about his tithing and about his fasting. And he sees it as a religious thing. But Jesus said, no, it's that can't justify you. So if you're looking to go, well, I'll give money and that'll ingratiate me with God and everything will be cool. No, if the rest of your life isn't in right relationship with him, you could 
give 90% of your salary or your income away and it still wouldn't impress God. Yeah. I mean, it, it all comes back to our heart. I mean, that's the thing that God's always looking at that, that he's, that this yeah. is what qualifies people. This is what, you know, allows him to work through people's lives. It, it's, it's, it's the peanut butter jar all over again, every time, um, <laughs> you know, he's worried about how that inside is. Is it cleaned out? Is this something I can work with? Is this something I can use? Are we, are we, emptied and allowing God to fill us. Are we moldable? You know, all these, all these different ways that God talks about this, you know, that, you know, from, from Jeremiah throwing, throwing clay on the thing, you know, you can let me make you into what I want to make you, or you can sit there and tell me what I should be doing to you. Um, right. It's all about us. It's all about trust and it's all about relationship, you know? And I think that's why Jesus points yeah. out, you know, he, he points out the widow who's giving her her yes. two cents, you know, that we've kind of referenced a couple of times. And he says she's the one giving the most because she's giving out of her poverty. She's she's giving sacrificially. She's she's giving in a way that makes her right. trust be placed in God and not in herself, right. not in her money, not yeah. in anything else. You know that as he points out, the Pharisees give out of their wealth. Like, oh great, you know I I love Chick Fil A. Okay, so this is in zero ways meant as any kind of a knock. Good good place, good food. The the people I've known that have run those and worked there, good folks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the guy, my my connection retired. I don't I don't know my guy anymore. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. He had two stores and and had those for several years. And they're like, no, we're good. They go. They went to like go live in like San Marcos. They're nope. We're out. Um, and like that kind of place does a lot of really good stuff. They they did tons of stuff for our church. They did stuff for the school. Like we even sent people. We had people from down here that were taking folks from a school group to Albuquerque to do something like, Hey, we just need to like get a connection so we can figure out how to get meals for our kids. Like it wasn't even like, they weren't even looking for any kind of handout discount, just, just needed the mechanics of, Hey, how can we order and pay you for this stuff? And he took care of them. I cooked them up with a really, you know, and they're great at that stuff, but there's like, some of it is coming back for them. Like, like they get some tax break. And I mean, there's, there's benefit on the other side of that too, sometimes. And sometimes, Oh, look at all this great stuff. Well, yes, yeah. they're doing cool stuff, but they're also getting this. That's not how it works with God. Like it's all about just our relationship with him. It's not, all right, God, I did this. So now you need to, you know, we're not, it's not quid pro quo here with God. Like, all right, I did this God. No. Now it's your turn to do something. Um, right. It's yeah. us letting go of that stuff and just trusting him and right. not worrying about it. You know, the, the widow's not going, all right, God, I gave you my two cents. Now you're yeah, rain down the lottery tickets on me or something here. Like, that's not. Right. 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 Um, and I, you know, I, I love that, I, that concept. She gave out of her poverty as opposed to the others who were giving out of their wealth. Wealth. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier for, for, for me to tithe now than it was when I was making 60 bucks a week, even even though costs were way lower than, than they are now. Um, you know, it, it, it's not a big thing to tithe now as opposed to then. And I think a lot of people want to go, well, I'll, I'll wait till I can afford it. Well, you'll never be able to afford it. But on the other side of that, you shouldn't use that as a measurement of your spirituality as opposed to other people's spirituality. You know, one of the great things that, and, and I know you do this, as a pastor, I chose never to know what anybody gave. I never wanted to look at any financial records, see anything, because I didn't want to know. 
you know, because I was afraid if I did, I might act and go, well, hey, I know so and so here, boy, they're really giving good. I gotta, I gotta really, I gotta really minister to them. I gotta really, you know, kind of kind of suck up to them as opposed to these people over here. Because I'll never forget uh, when I was a youth pastor, and we we were we were we were growing. Our church was 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 growing. God was really blessing. And we had one day we had three or four families come visit for the first time, and we're in the staff meeting discussing it. And one of our staff guys says, "Oh, well, this family we really want to reach out to and get because they can't any name all of these things they can do for the church. Giving was one of." Them. I said, whoa, hey, if the poor guy comes in and the rich guy comes in and you treat the rich guy with a lot of respect and honor and you tell the poor guy, go over in the corner and leave me alone, you haven't honored God. And I think we have to be careful of that within the church, that we don't measure people by how much they they give, whether it's tithing of money or either either, even, either time, you know, that we're not measuring that and going, oh, well, these are the people that we've really got to, you know, take care of. And these folks, oh, if they leave, who cares? No, we, we've got to love all folks, whether they give or not. And I think that's what Jesus is pointing out to his disciples, because I think his disciples are looking at this, and they're impressed with some of these amounts, because, you know, there were coins, and they're putting them in a metal container, and I got a feeling they were shoving them hard down there, so they clanked a lot. Reaching way up high to drop them from far up, yeah. 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 And, and then when Jesus says, Hey, she gave more than the rest. I got a feeling those disciples are going, do we need to go over math with you, Rabbi? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, no. And then he explains it's not, and it's not, it's not the amount. You're right. It's, it's the heart, you know, that gives. And, and if, if we're, if we're, if we're minutely figuring the percent, okay, I, this, how much I give, I'm not going to give any more than this. Or if we're going, look how much I'm giving. No, neither one of those are what honors God. No. 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 And I think the story we should probably pay the most attention to when it comes to giving uh, is probably Ananias and Sapphira. I don't know. You know, people die in this one. Um, we might want to take note. Um, hey, I I had a pastor who told me a true story of a guy. His wife died. She gave a huge amount to the church in her will. And he went to the pastor and said, this isn't right. This isn't right. And the pastor's like, hey, there's nothing I can do. You know, the lawyer's saying, this is how much he's given the church. Well, can I speak to the church? And he got up and spoke to the church and told them, you know, this isn't right. This isn't what she would want. I don't think she was in her right mind when she did this. And if I'm lying, I then God strike me dead. And he died right there in the pulpit. So, you know, <laughs> there is that. It, it does happen. Um, you, you get what you ask for. Um, you know, I mean, there, there, there's a comparison in that chapter, though, like because you have Barnabas, right, who 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 gives. Yes. And, and the model of that early church is so cool because they gave as as there was need. Oh, there's a yeah. need. Somebody needs this. Cool. Let's do it. It wasn't, you know, they they didn't just have this great wealth of, you know, there was, the savings account wasn't just overflowing. Um, <laughs> right. It was, oh, this happened? All right, guys, we need to take care of this. And they took care of it in the moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's just a really cool yeah. picture of, of how oh. we're supposed to react and how we're supposed to take care of each other, you know, as as yeah. the church, as the family of God. But it doesn't, you know, the thing they got in trouble for was not that they didn't give the whole amount. No. The thing they got in trouble for was 
saying they did and they didn't. Like it was the dishonesty. Yeah, I mean, trying to look better. It was than, the, yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, the, the, their heart was not in the right place in this and they were trying to keep right. up this appearance right. and they missed the point, you know, that they right. wanted to look good. Barnabas just wants to take care of people, right? He's just right. like, hey, there's this need. Here, I sold this. Here, take care, take care of that, you know? Yeah. Um, I have this and I I can I can give this to God and let him yeah. do what, what the church needs to do with it. But yeah. again, well, I mean, let's let yeah. let's be honest. It was the generosity of that early church that got the attention of the the culture, not not their theology. Yeah. Because their theology was really not acceptable to the Jews and it was it was foolish and stupid to the Greeks. But when they see these people giving sacrificially not just to help each other, but to help those other people in need, you know, then, yeah, that's, and yeah, I don't think they went in and gave, oh, well, I've already given my tithe, I'm sorry, no, here, I can sell this, or I can give this, or I can do this to earn money to to help these folks, yeah. But, you know, as, as we talk about tithing, sometimes I react in a more negative way than I think I should about tithing. But there are benefits when we tithe. We talked about one of them, God blesses us. But the other one is God is a giving God. I mean, look what he's given us just in salvation, let alone all the other blessings that flow out of that. You know, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave. So when we give, we're showing the reality of who God is giving God to the world. I think giving is an act of worship, you know just as much as prayer or singing or anything else is, it's humbling ourselves before God and being willing to serve him by giving things that are important to us. I, I was writing some stuff today about passion. And, and the word for passion literally means suffering acted upon. And when you apply that to a passion for Jesus, it's taking that inward desire that he has given us and and, and then doing something, doing something of, of reality in people's lives with it. Um, and and honestly, you know, as we obey God in any area, he's going to be able to bless us more and more. And like you said, I think tithing shows I'm trusting Jesus more than my bank account, more than my retirement, my IRS or whatever else that I've got. So, yeah, I, there there is that for us, that benefit. Well, and, and it's a two way street. You know, I remember <laughs> I get in the youth group. Who, he just had this epiphany one day. He's like, so if I just take care of myself, then there's one person taking care of me if we all do that. But like, there's this whole group of us. If we're all taking care of each other, then there's, you know, like 20 people taking care of me instead of just me. And like, you know, he just, it, it was so simple and it kind of profound. Like he just like had this, whoa, like this is what Jesus is talking about. This is what Paul is talking about all the time about like, hey, don't just focus on yourself look out for each other, you know, and, and Paul takes up some collections, like as he's traveling. And, and it's interesting to me that it goes both ways at different points. Like there's times where he's like, Oh, we need to take this out to our brothers and sisters here. And then he's out there in all these churches to gather, to take it for the church in Jerusalem. Cause they need our help here. And this is the way this is supposed to work. I mean, this we've talked about this before. We don't have a yeah. whole lot of things. We um, are proud or brag about as Baptists. Okay. We're, we're kind of like, Oh yeah, I'm a Southern Baptist sometimes. Cause we do some really dumb stuff corporately. We, we, we drag our own name through the mud a lot, especially lately. Yes. Um, yes. 
But like the whole concept of the cooperative program is just so cool that, hey, we're just going to give this. And and trust me, there are times I'm looking at our church finances and going, man, we're behind on this. We're behind on that. Look at this big chunk. I'm just sending away. If I just kept this, then we're good. Um, yep. But even corporate, like that's not who God called us to be. That's not, no. not what no. we're supposed to be doing. No. Um, like I sat in a finance meeting just the other day and was like, you know, because, because, you know, we're like most, we're like a lot of churches. We're behind on giving. Like we're not where we want to be and where we should be. And so we're, we're talking about stuff and like, guys, we're, we're doing just fine. If all you want to do is pay me and keep, keep the doors open. Like you want to pay the bills. We, we got, we're fine on all that stuff. But if you want to do stuff, if you want to go out, if we want to give, then, then we're coming up short on that stuff. And, Quite honestly, your pastor sees no point in doing the first thing. Like that's, I'm not here for that. Um, no, you're right. I mean, tithing benefits the overall church because it gives us the financial ability to do the ministries. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, yeah, I mean, if you just want to keep the doors open and pay me, uh, I can open it two, three times a week and we'll be okay but not do any outreach, not doing any money toward missions, you know. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you. Um, I think one of the things that helps me has helped me was this summer in encountering some people who depended literally on the giving of my church and other churches to be able to live, pay their bills, raise their families, and minister in areas that are very, very difficult to minister in. And so, you know, we've I've kind of adopted one of them, um, and we're going to give money toward their support. Our church, I, I've talked our church into giving money to support them uh, because they're not totally under the cooperative program, and so we've got to kind of go out outside sources. But, yeah, meeting these folks and seeing them face-to-face, -face, that that then it was like, well, I'm not just giving to this nameless person. Now I got a face, I got a name, I got a person I could put with that. Boy, that's made the difference. And I think that's important. I love the cooperative program in the sense that we're pooling our money to, to send people and resource them across the world. The negative part of that is I always don't get to know face-to-face -face these people. And I think that's important, you know, seeing them like that. Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier. Like, we, you have people sometimes even outside your church, but even inside your church, that they'll just give towards something. But like actually doing it and actually coming face to face with some of those things, like they're, they're missing out. Like you, it's, yes, it is important to give. It's vital to give monetarily, but these other ways are just as important. And for us to yeah. be involved and for us to be doing things. You know, I, a group of us put together at our church, we, Operation Christmas Child Shoe Boxes, right? It's, it's that time of year. We put together a bunch of boxes. I had a whole, I had more people that gave money than that showed up to put together boxes. Okay. Which, hey, means I can put together boxes. We have the resources to do that. And some of them physically, that's, that's their level right now for right. various reasons, yeah. age or circumstance, you know. But there were some others that go, yeah, here you go, you know, that you go do the work, but I'll give you some money for it, you know. And, and sure, I appreciate the fact that that means we can do it, that, that what needs to get done gets done. But part of it is like you're missing out. Like this is you could be part of some of these things and you could yeah. have more hands on because I think that's what God wants from us. He doesn't just yeah, let's be the Pharisees who gave their 
they're tied. They did their duty. They checked their box. Um, Patted themselves on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, when I went to Mexico a few years ago and we gave out the shoebox, well, that was another uh, another part of this. You know, I put the boxes together uh, with other folks. We've done our own boxes. I paid money to ship them. But then going out and handing them out and seeing these kids actually open them. It was, yeah, that that was just all a new thing. But, you know, I think, you know, one of the keys in allowing God to use you in the giving is that you be in God's will with your overall finances. And I think that's where a lot of people really screw up because I hear this a lot. I, I would love to talk. I just can't afford to. And I say, well, why? Well, and then they give me this litany of things they owe, you know, house, car, credit cards, and all of this. And some of those are unavoidable in our culture. I mean, they just are. I mean, you're not going to pay cash. Most of us aren't going to pay cash to buy a house. Most people aren't going to pay cash to buy a car. So you're going to have certain things and you've got to pay your electric bill and all these. But when you, I mean, when you look at the I was reading something here recently about the amount of debt the average American has. It's unreal. And the vast majority of that is credit card debt, you know? And, and I understand that because when my wife and I were, had been married, not, not a whole long time and we got our first credit card and I'm thinking this is cool. I can go buy anything. I don't have to pay any money. I just, just give them this little card. We can go on. But the bill came at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. Then I really have to pay this, you know. And I think a lot of people just dig themselves so deeply into debt that to give 1%, let alone 10%, or give anything really would sink them probably, you know, in their mind, at least. Um, and I think that's a huge key, you know, making sure everything in your life is in the middle of God's will, including your finances. If if you need some help on that, by the way, let's give you a name. Uh, Dave Ramsey. This is all he talks about. All right. You can oh, go, yeah. You can go listen oh, yeah. to Guru. He's got all kinds of stuff. I have multiple friends that's that they they it they live by the Dave Ramsey finance stuff. He's he's very good at these things. I just like seeing Dave Ramsey because um he when we saw him speak, he reminded me of you. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> based on the subject matter he usually talks about we saw him at a conference and i'm like hey he's kind of sarcastic and you know he looks kind of like my dad a little bit here but you know <laughs> certain age you know rarity though so um, no and i like him and his principles are good yeah. and we've i've used them we've had people in almost every church i've pastored to teach them again Let's make sure, you know, that even with that, we're not just taking that and plopping it down in our lives. We still have got to allow God to contextualize that for, for yeah. our lives. We, we still but need to come a, back to Jesus. There was a quote that I found. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It still has to come back yeah. to Jesus, which is where I love Dave Ramsey. And as long sure as we've got the Jesus principles, but let's, yeah. 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 But this quote really got me. You can give and not be a follower of Jesus. But you can't follow Jesus and not give. And I thought, yeah, that's 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 the heart of it, you know. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to give. 
when he tells me to give for the for the you know for the purposes that he tells me. I'm not just going to give to go look how good I am, you know. I'm going to give because that's who that's who God is. And if I have the image of Jesus being uh, completed in me by the work of the Holy Spirit, then that's going to be a part of my life, just a natural part of my life to give. Yeah. And there, there's no percentage on that either, by the way. Like it's no, not, no, like we, you know, no. tithing can be a good thing to, to kind of get you started in the process and, and just to discipline yourself because it does take that. It's, it's like anything else. There's some habit involved yes. there. Oh, yeah. uh, so it becomes, all right, I'm doing sure. this, but I'm, you know, but it, the, the principle and the heart behind it is not about, all right, I gave, I gave my, my portion. There you go, God. That's all you get. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, anyone yeah, who gets focused, well, I gave my tithe. Okay. Then you've missed the point. Your heart's not in the right yeah. place anymore. And, it, and you're not doing yourself any good in your relationship with God because it comes back to the right. relationship. So. Right. Yeah. We, we well, don't do that in any other relationship that we actually expect to be good. All right. Children. Well, not, 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 not in a relationship that's going to last. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, honey, I gave you my 10% of my time. I've done my portion of the work and dressed us up for you. No, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It does not work. No. All right. Well, there you go. Two pastors talked about tithing. And and you got mentioned, we told you you didn't even have to tithe in the midst of that, by the way. Uh, Because it's about your heart and it's about you and Jesus. And um, speaking as someone who still, you know, does technically rely on tithing to, to pay him, God takes care of me. Um, he uses people to do it and I'm thankful for that, but I've already had a parent and a spouse quit jobs because God told them to, when it made no sense. So bring it on. We're good to go. Well, well, you rely, you rely upon the tithing of God's people. I rely upon the federal government. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure mine's much more <laughs> stable than yours is at this point, to be honest with you. I try to, I, I really kind of trust your your people, because I know some of your people and I know your church more than I trust the federal government. So, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, we're all trusting God to provide what we need because yeah. there is no there are no certainties outside of him. Nope. Not a one. Not a one. All right. Well, that's it. Okay. For this week. We'll be back to you guys, guys. with a new parable. Oh, parable. Cool.